Hi everyone, this is Diva from Blood Hunter and you're listening to the Metal Pit podcast. <coughs> Hi, and welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Blake. This is where we discuss all things metal and hard rock, but mostly metal. You can check us out online at our website at www.themetalpit.org. And we are on Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Pit. And we also have a YouTube channel, which is at The Metal Pit 666. So follow us everywhere you can follow us. We are revisiting another classic metal album today, but first I will introduce you to my guest, which is one of our new contributors to the Metal Pit, Stacia. Hi, Stacia. Hi, Blake. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. Now, I need your... to talk about Venom. <laughs> well, yeah, you just let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. Yes, we're going to talk about Venom in a little while. But first, since this is your first appearance on our podcast, I thought you should introduce yourself to our listeners because I know you're going to be on more podcasts because you have some ideas for some episodes of your own. So where are you located? And maybe tell me how you got into heavy metal music. Sure. Um, so I am in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and I got into heavy metal because my mom was a total white snake teenager when she had me. And uh, she was uh, really good at sort of indoctrinating me into the whole hair metal scene. And uh, I specifically remember I, I grew up just loving like Rat and Poison and Quiet Riot and all of that. And uh, one time when I was um, 12 or 13, I was at a trailer park talking about how much I loved metal. And uh, an older boy was like, oh, you know, if you really like metal, you should check out this band called Cannibal Corpse. They're crazy. <laughs> like, you've got to check them out. And, I, you know, back then, like CDs were kind of brand new. Um, so they were so expensive. But that was just like the way to get music um and I remember going into like a sunrise up north and there was exactly one Cannibal Corpse album there and I was like well I'm doing it I guess I'm gonna <laughs> buy this super expensive album and then that like it was um Tomb of the Mutilated and I just remember everything about w metal changed for me and ever since then it like that was a gateway album um and it's just like been my whole life ever since so thank you to that boy at the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Cause I, I'm not going to ask you your age, but I'm a lot older than you. So it was a lot different <laughs> for me, but I've already kind of said that, even though I will get to that when we start talking about Venom, but we'll get to that <laughs> in a second. So Sorry before for ruining we get... the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to the album though, today, I want to mention that this episode is sponsored by the Hardy Hooligan Restaurant in Hamilton, Ooh. Ontario, Canada, of <laughs> course. And luckily for us, the owner of the restaurant is you. So All tell right. us about your restaurant. Okay, so I own, uh, it's like an all vegan nostalgic stoner food kind of restaurant. Um, so what it is, is it's like uh, everything that you sort of weren't allowed to have as a teenager, um, like pizza pockets and Dunkaroos and all of that stuff. Um, it's kind of a restaurant for high disenchanted millennials, which is great, because it also means that, you know, like the majority of the people who come through are not vegan, they just 
really dig the vibe, but it's very, uh, very cartoony, very colorful, very Simpsons-esque. We've got like cartoon murals. Uh, it's super awesome. But I mean, I do have a bias. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm sure I'll be visiting this spring or summer. I'm about an hour and a half away from your restaurant, but I'll make the road trip sometime this year, even though I'm not a vegan, but you said you can find something for me to eat when I'm there. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a no salad place. You know what I mean? Like it's not a vegetable heavy kind of place. I'll give you beer and nachos. You won't know the difference. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So today then we're going to discuss the 1982 album from Venom which was released in November of 82. And the album is, of course, it's called Black Metal. Venom, for anyone that doesn't know, are a British heavy metal band. Black Metal is their second album. And well, this album title kind of created the name for the genre of black metal. Their de debut album came out the year before named Welcome to Hell. Before they released any music, they were a four-piece, but after a few member changes, they just became a trio for the release of their first album. Now, how fitting was it that Venom started playing in a basement church? Because that's actually what I was going to say about the sound of this album. That it sounded like it was recorded in a basement church. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a bad thing for me. It might be. It is probably for a lot of people, but... <laughs> <laughs> not me anyway uh chronos the singer was quoted as saying that the celebration of evil subjects was inspired by the perceived need to outdo musicians like ozzy osbourne and black sabbath who would sing about evil things and dark figures and then spoil it all by going oh no please god help me <laughs> and in 1984 they released their third album called at war with satan and in 95, they released Possessed, and they also released a live, well, the live album came in 1986, I believe. Then after that album, there was lineup changes, but I'm not going to get into all that. But under the name of Venom, they have released 15 studio albums. The last one was in 2018. Guitarist Mantis, who appeared on the first four Venom albums, joined Tony Dolan to form Venom, Inc., and they have two studio, two studio albums, the latest one being last year. And it actually made it in my top 30 album list of the year, actually. Oh. Because <laughs> I, I, I like it. I don't mind it. It's, it's just dark, heavy music, I guess. Uh, let's see. Of course, Venom got a lot of controversy for the lyrics about Satan and the Dark Matter. Chrono stated once, I've always been interested in Satanism, but we're entertainers and we use subjects like Satanism and paganism to entertain people like horror movies do. Listening to a Venom album is the same thing as watching an Evil Dead movie, which is my favorite horror movie, by the way. <laughs> Wait, the first one? Well, well, actually, Evil Dead 2 is my favorite, but yeah. I guess Evil Dead 1 would be my second, and then Army of Darkness would be my third. That's a fair order. That's probably mine, too, to be honest. Well, I guess there might be other movies that will get in there before Army of Darkness, but it's still a good movie. <laughs> and he also said, I can't, I don't go around murdering virgins in my spare time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> And he also did state in that comment, he said, David Bowie isn't from Mars. No, I'm not. Do you know who David Bowie is? <laughs> I'm sure you do, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there go, who's David Bowie? So we won't get into that. Who so when did you people? first hear uh, Venom or this album, whichever happened to come first? 
So I discovered Venom in the weirdest and most roundabout way that you could possibly imagine. Um, when I was in high school, I, so like in grade nine, grade 10, I was very, very into uh, Cradle Filth. And they had um, one bonus disc of just covers that they did. And I really loved that disc. I thought it was like they, they do their cover of um, Hallowed Be Thy Name. But on the same one, they covered uh, Black Metal. And I was like, what is this song? It kicks ass. So I must have been like 14. And I was like, oh, whatever song this is, is clearly the best one. Um, and that was when I had to figure out like, okay, like that is venom okay got it noted uh, but this was <laughs> this was before the days of like limewire so i had to find someone with a computer because not everybody had a computer at the time uh, but you had to find someone with a computer who could burn a cd for you so i just got kind of a weird mishmash of whatever venom somebody was able to burn for me um, and that was how I discovered it wasn't like one album. It was just kind of a weird smattering of songs. But I was like, these are all fantastic. And that was how I discovered them. So thank you, uh, Danny Filth, for that. <laughs> well, for me, since, like I said, I'm <clears throat> I'm older and I really got into heavy metal in 1982 by hearing the number of the beats by Iron Maiden. Now, it's hard to remember because Venom, this came out in 1982 later because my birthday was the September is September 30th. So this came out in November, but I can't remember well enough <laughs> that far back to remember if I went and heard Welcome to Hell before I got black metal or I can't remember any, anything about that. All I know is I know I heard them early on because I have all the vinyl because I wouldn't have bought the vinyl if I didn't hear them back then. So I still have the first four albums plus a live album plus some other album i just looked at today and i don't even know what it is <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a studio album it's like a best of i guess you could call it i forget but it was on import thing it cost 13 dollars on import <laughs> so that says how long how old that is but anyway so yeah so i don't really can't really recall but i do remember being like listening to them in the early days, I remember being in high school and uh, their fourth album at, or fourth, third album, sorry, I wore with Satan and some guy in the halls rhyming me off that spoken word part of that war with Satan. And, <laughs> and I and even though we weren't really friends, I'm not really sure why he was telling this to me. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to be friends whoever did, with whoever was doing that. Well, I don't know if we were in the same class. I just remember we were in the hallway and like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he obviously knew I like metal. So I guess that's why he was doing it. <laughs> he looked and at I'm you sure and was we... like, you look like you could use a Venom monologue right now. <laughs> yes. So anyway, okay. So I will make one point here before we start talking about the album that when they recorded this album, Kronos was 19 years old which means I guess he must have been 18 when Welcome to Hell came out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Mantis was 21, and for some reason, I can't find the age of the drummer. <laughs> yeah, but I'm assuming I'm not it's sure probably how old Abaddon was. Around. I think I'm going to guess closer to Mantis's age just because they were in uh, guillotine together. Yes, and you, and you probably know a lot more because I know there's a YouTube video we're going to mention later, and you might mention a few parts as we go along. 
but that you did about Venom. And so I know you're going to know a lot more facts about Venom and about these songs than I am. So I'll probably let you do more talking as we talk about the song. So let's get to the album. And the first song is the title track, which is the one you heard Cradle of Filth do a cover of, Black Metal. <laughs> so what do you think of Black Metal song? I, I think Black Metal is such a fantastic, important song. Um, it's just one of those songs that I never get sick of. So I've been listening to it for a very long time. And it's one of those ones that whenever it comes on, I'm still never tired of hearing it. Um, I tried to, uh, for, for a good amount of the songs here, I tried to kind of write down sort of like a neat factoid about it. Um, so do you know anything or do you have any thoughts on kind of that um, opening sound that well, comes I on Well, I did there? some research too, but I'll let you say it. Okay. <laughs> um, geez, I hope it's the same thing. So, I'm sure it uh, is. Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot of uh, really neat stuff in this album when it comes to sound engineering. And a lot of that comes down to, you know, Kronos being kind of a sound dork um, because he, well, he was working at Neat Records. Um, that's actually kind of part of what got him into the band um, Guillotine, which then became Venom. Uh, was just that he worked at Neat Records. So he had a lot of ideas based on some of the stuff he was seeing. So of course, you know, you're opening your second album, you want to do something sort of neat that people haven't heard. And he's thinking, you know, what is the most metal sound we can do? So they took these two steel plates and clamped them together and just took a chainsaw to these two steel plates. They actually ended up breaking the teeth off of the chainsaw on this steel. Uh, but that's, that's that opening sound. And it's one of those things that you, if you were asked to identify it, I don't feel like you could pick it out. But once you know what it is, you can't unhear it. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. It's just a chainsaw and two steel plates. Um, but I think it's fantastic. I, I just feel like it's a it's a great song. Um, it's like a awesome, simple, direct, you know, start to a genre. Well, there, that's everything I had wrote down to say, too, about the song. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Because <laughs> I couldn't I because I couldn't find information on every song like you probably have but it's that was one of the ones and yes i had the chainsaw story ready to say but i figured you knew that anyway but i just had oh, yeah. in case you did <laughs> if it helps i don't have a, i don't have a fact for everyone i was just there's a there's always venom facts uh you know rolling around in my brain and i never have an excuse to get them out so mm -hmm. th that's why this was so perfect for me um but uh, yeah that one is uh it's just one of my favorite ones um, because I, I really like a lot of the fun that they had on this album, just with sound effects. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, well, we'll get to that later in the other one, but, um, uh, but I do know, I do know this is the, like when you first heard this now, again, like, I wish I could remember if I heard this first or welcome to hell, but let's pretend I heard this first. I would have just thought this is just so raw and like, grungy not grungy grunge music sounding but just you know yeah. not produ produced well because that's what they wanted because they didn't want to be maiden or purple or deaf leopard or whatever they yeah. wanted to be you know heavy and they wanted to be scary and stuff and that's kind of like with the lyrics too they were trying now i don't really remember if because i was 16 i guess 16 or 17 anyway when i would have heard venom and it was the most extreme lyrics i've ever heard before like twice as much as like black sabbath lyrics 
but I don't think I really, I don't think it, I wasn't like a religious person. So I, maybe if I was Christian and went to church every Sunday, then maybe it would have scared me, <laughs> but you know, it didn't really, I don't, I probably thought it was cool. I probably started writing, putting pentagrams and upside down crosses on my books in school, probably since I hated everybody in school, <laughs> but no, I didn't do anything bad, but cause I was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you just kept it internal. Yes. Okay, yeah, so the next song is To Hell and Back. And what do you think of that one? So there's two songs on here that aren't necessarily, I wouldn't call them skippers because this really is um, an all killer, no filler album for me. So um, I do I do really like To Hell and Back, but it is one of my two uh, least favorite songs. Like if I had to pick two, I was re-listening to it today because for me, I was like, you know, I've listened to this album probably over a thousand times like do I you know <laughs> should mm-hmm. I listen to it again but when I was sort of thinking of it more critically in, in terms of talking points I was like yeah I think this is uh I I do like to Helen back but it's it's yeah one of my lower two for sure yeah it probably would be for me too like I didn't really make a note of what were my least favorite but I mean I do like every song like I don't skip like if I play it I don't skip any really mm-hmm. I always listen to it start to finish but I don't really have much to say about the song, though. <laughs> I yeah. was going to say, oh, how did, did you, so you had, do you have the CD of this or how did, how do you have this? Was it a CD? I actually, I have all of these on vinyl as well. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was looking on Spotify for the song list just to make sure I put them in the right order. But I see there's a song on, on my album that isn't on the Spotify album for some reason. Uh, it's, uh, which it's bloodlust, which, or it's. Oh yeah, it's bloodlust. It comes later, but bloodlust is on my vinyl, but it isn't listed. It's only listed on Spotify as an extra track. Yeah, and bloodlust was uh, uh, their second single that came out in 1982. Well, I don't know why. I'm sure when I looked at Spotify today for black metal, it wasn't showing for some reason in that album. Interesting. So that's why I was like, because I got the vinyl, I'm listening to the album, and then the song came out and going, what's this song? (laughs) Even (laughs) though I knew the song, but I mean, I was like, this doesn't say it's supposed to be next. But yeah, I don't want to step on my own toes, but I think Bloodlust is just like the best song ever written. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's a perfect song. I think it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) So that's why I'm just like, oh, I know so much about this song, Bloodlust. Yeah, I don't know why. It's not on the regular list. It's on the extra songs. It says it's the Radio 1 session of Bloodlust. Yeah. But it doesn't have the original. So I don't understand why that is, but I know. Spot- yeah, Spotify will do that sometimes. I think they're just like, I don't know, this came out in 1982. Just throw it on there. Okay, so now we got it. We skipped ahead, so now we gotta go back. So okay, buried sorry. alive. Now um right. now I love this, and this you probably have you're gonna talk about sound effects again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I love this where it's it's coming from him being in a coffin and being buried alive and there's dirt landing on top of him and then he's trying to get out and his fingers are bleeding as he claws at the thing or whatever so what do you think of this song i guess it's do you call it a song i guess it's a song it's more or less a lot of sound effects at the start anyway yeah 
Well, okay. So uh, this was part of those um, church demos, actually. So um, this, uh, there was this and there was one other one that were both part of those demos, but they were just like, you know what, they're not complete. And we'll kind of scrap them for now. And we'll bring them back when they're more fleshed out. So uh, the first iteration of Buried Alive was like a minute long, something like that. And uh, Kronos was like, okay, well, I have this sort of vision of how I want to execute it. And we've gotta do um this thing where it sounds like you're being buried alive i want it to be eerie and spooky um he he's referred to his music as like horror movie music um and this is sort of what he was going for so right i know you already know the story of course but um what they did was the the steps leading up to neat records were stone so they were they just had this really great sound so they yeah they put a microphone in in a box and they went and got like gravel and dirt and mud and they just you know shoveled it on top of this box so that you had this sound of being buried alive and they were so happy with it i actually have a theory that buried alive has to be chronos's favorite song i feel like it's the one he talks about the most in interviews and he always wants to stress how much people like it so he's always like um you know, the kids out there, meanwhile, he's like in his early 20s, but he's like, these kids, <laughs> <laughs> they really like the slower songs. Like, do you know how much they like Buried Alive? And every time I listen to it, I'm like, Kronos, I know how much you like Buried Alive. Um, I think this is an excellent song. It's not a personal favorite for me because I just, I tend to like uh, faster songs in mm -hmm. general. Uh, but I, I, I think it's an excellent top tier A plus song in general. Like it's, I, I would show this to someone as an example of a really excellent Venom song and not just mm. because of that opening. I think the lyrics, like you mentioned, are fantastic. And I, I think it's just like a really good, you know, scary caught a mood song. Mm -hmm. So this is like Venom's ballad. <laughs> yes. No, but actually, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. <laughs> Well, as ballady as they could get, at least back then, anyway, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this leads into Raise the Dead, which is, uh, I guess it's one of my favorite ones on the album. I don't know. It's Yeah, I'll say that. But what do you think of this one? Uh, so Raise the Dead, I enjoy uh, specifically because, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, that I think is the other one that was uh, uh, part of the demos. They were both <clears throat> part of the demos, but didn't feel done. And you can almost tell because uh, lyrically, um they've they've sort of got that similar theme but i will say i love the lyrics of raise the dead i just think they're so fun um that's that's kind of the thing that stands out for me about this song in general yes i love like ashes to ashes and dust to dust if god won't help me then the devil must my exactly <laughs> that i love the most yes <laughs> it's like that's that's yeah <laughs> it's just great it's fun it's catchy and when you hear it for the first time you're like oh that's so badass <laughs> I also love the guitar solo on this. I know it's, I mean, I love the music, but it's not like you're thinking, oh, this is Steve Vai or Joe Satriani playing or whatever on the guitar. But I do I happen to really love the solo on this song, this song, and it's just so raw and, you know, fast, oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> I, I think Mantis is amazing, like as a guitar player. I know there was, because uh, there was a uh, rumor going around that uh, Venom just couldn't play their instruments at the time. Um, <laughs> it was it was a rumor started by Venom. Um, but, uh, 
they just uh this is um i i won't step on my uh youtube video too much but um this was one of my facts because i thought it was so funny because they were so young they kept getting interviewed by people and uh as like journalists kept asking them the same questions and they just got so sick of it that they were like okay fine like divide and conquer i'm gonna say this and you say the opposite and then i'll say this and you say the opposite so chronos decided it would be funny to be like okay i'm gonna say we're all classically trained and you go say that we can't play instruments at all and then we just smack them against the wall and record whatever comes out but for some reason well because that's more tantalizing that was what uh really got picked up and for a while it was like headlines were just like Venom is so terrible. They don't actually know how to play their instruments. But I, I always thought, have you listened to some of the guitar lines in this? Like, it's it's amazing. I mean, not to, you know, like, obviously, like, Kronos is great. Abaddon's great. But, like, I, I just think Mantis has, like, such great guitar lines that I'm just like, how, how could anybody believe this? Well, you know. <laughs> it's more saucy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then we had bloodlust, which we already discussed, unless you have anything else to say about bloodlust. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's so interesting, right? Like that is, uh, I mean, that's an exact, I'm not a great guitar player, but that is one of those Venom songs. Cause I play a lot of Venom really badly, but I still do it. <laughs> and that is one that I'm like, I don't understand that, that intro. I, yeah, it's, it's easy, but it's so fast that it's hard. Um, but I do, I think it's, it's just one of the best. If like, if I could have written any metal song, it would probably be that one. I think it's a perfect song. <laughs> That's cool. Now we go to teacher's pet. And I guess I'll yeah. ask the female's perspective first on this song. Wait, this, first of all, this is the only song that isn't about Satan. <laughs> uh, but do you know, I have a, a factoid about why that is. Okay. So. <laughs> most most songs the lyrics were written by Kronos this song was actually written by Mantis it's one of the few songs that is so that actually explains that uh lyrical switch up <laughs> well it's kind of it's it's an odd song I mean I, I love the song but it's an odd song to be mixed in with everything else about not about, it's not all Satan, but it's, you know, Satan related, dark, it was, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's so funny because it's kind of when I, I loved the song, like when I first heard it, I thought it was so great, but I, it kind of, as it slows down, I remember I would either go back and listen to the beginning again or just skip it. So it's like, I really like the first part of it and I, I don't necessarily love where it goes, um, but I do love it. It's like, you know, well, not satanic, but kind of like a satanic hot for teacher by van halen so that was that was my take when i first heard it and i thought it was so great yeah it's such a fun song and actually i was going to say that too that i think van halen stole this idea and made hot for teacher yeah well the funniest <laughs> thing about this song um and you know something that uh maybe van halen should have also stolen because it's so great is how many times chronos says oh wow in the background <laughs> And yes, and I, lo I love how it starts with the, the good morning class, like the teacher saying that. Oh, yeah. A bunch of people saying morning, miss. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just a fun song. And then the lyrics, I guess I won't quote the lyrics, but if I mean, any, yeah, they're, they're pretty raunchy. <laughs> but if any uh, kids are out there and you go read the lyrics, don't do that in school, whatever you do. Yeah, please um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of motorhead ish. I mean, I guess they're 
they're all a little bit kind of like Motorhead. I mean, there's three of them and they're raw and they're heavy. But this yeah, song is kind of, it's kind of reminds me of like, I could see Motorhead doing a song like this too. Well, actually. and Kronos said many times, because I mean, and to your point about Black Sabbath, right? Like that was a big part of it. But he also absolutely worshipped Motorhead. I don't know how you could listen to Motorhead and not, but uh, <laughs> that, right? Like that, but I'm also a gigantic Motorhead fan. Um, but yeah, he, he said that many times that he wanted to sound a little bit like a more satanic Motorhead as well. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. Right? <laughs> yeah, then, charismatic bass playing front man. Well, before I forget, your your album, is it from Neat Records, your album? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, because mine is from Banzai Records, which is a Canadian label. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. On the back of my record, it says, home taping is killing music. So, so are Venom. Venom. Okay, yeah. which, does it say that on your? Okay, I wasn't, it does not, I wasn't it does sure. not say that on mine. It doesn't, but I have oh, a does, lot oh. of, uh, no, but I have so many like books and pamphlets on Venom. So it's like, I've, I've seen at almost every release. I, like okay. I said, I am a giant Venom nerd. Okay. I just wasn't <laughs> sure if it said that on every release of this album or not. So I thought. Not, yeah, no, not everyone. Mine is just like a very sleek black one. <laughs> okay. Then we have Leave Me In Hell, which is another speedy raw one, but I guess they're all speedy and raw, except for their love ballad there, Buried Alive. But, uh, <laughs> so, what do you, so what do you think of Leave Me In Hell? So uh, it's funny because when we were talking uh, about uh, To Hell and Back and I was like, this is one of the two. Well, this is the second one. <laughs> Leave Me in Hell is just not my favorite. <laughs> you just don't like songs with the word hell in it. That's not true. I love <laughs> Welcome to Hell. <laughs> maybe it's I just was... the ones on this album. <laughs> yes, maybe. I, I like the song, but again, I don't skip nothing. Anyway, then we go to Sacrifice, which is one of my favorites. And I love, I'm not sure why, maybe you know this, but I'm not sure why they spell out the word sacrifice, but it seems so weird to do that, but it just, it works in the song. Do you have any idea why they did that? I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say it's because it's awesome. <laughs> but I I love this song so much. I think Sacrifice is so great. <laughs> it's just like a super fun. It's true, though. It's not uh, it's not usually their go to. Uh, but I guess uh, I never thought about it. I just thought it was like a weird, fun kind of quirky thing to do and <laughs> sort of a weird, fun song. <laughs> And then we get to, now there's no hell in this song. We got heaven in this title, Heaven's on Fire. And this is another one. I mean, I guess they have a lot of favorites, it sounds like, I guess. But I love That's how fair. it says, Heaven's on Fire. There ain't nothing you can do. Heaven's on Fire. When you die, you go there too. This <laughs> song is, oh, so, I also have so many favorites, I guess. But this song, it just is incredible. I love it. Um, this is one of my favorite riffs to play. I think it is just like a really, really, really fun song. And every part of it is fun. Like there isn't a part of it that isn't awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, lyrically, it's great. The guitar line is great. This is, yeah, there we go. There's the switch up. It's the heaven songs that I'm really here for, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the guitar work on the song too. And there's lots of whammy action going on there. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So fun. And then we got count. <laughs> Could I have this put as another favorite too? Geez, how many favorites do I got? But anyway, <laughs> Countess Bathory, which has a little bit of uh, galloping kind of maiden like thrown in here. Yeah. <laughs> yep that that tracks right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So according to Spotify, uh, this is the song I have listened to the most. Uh, but I think it's because it's uh, it it's kind of my favorite one to play along with the recording. But I think that's because I can't play Bloodlust along with the recording and I can't play Heaven's Eye. I'm too slow. Um, so Countess Bathory just happens to be one of the two songs on here that I can kind of play along with it. And I'm mm -hmm. convinced that I love Countess Bathory, but like, I think for me, it's more because I genuinely love playing it so much. Mm -hmm. um, and again, lyrically, I think it's very fun. One of the things, uh, because I don't meet a ton of people who I don't think I've ever met a person who loves Venom who doesn't also love the band Bathory. So um, if I find someone else who's pretty nerdy about both, I like to be like, okay, so who wrote the superior song about, um, you know, Elizabeth Bathory? Is it, is it um, Countess Bathory or is it Woman of Dark Desires? Which is the one? Well, I'm going to be one of those people that tells you that I've never listened to Bathory. Whoa, ever? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, oh, okay. possibly maybe if I had, you know, a playlist on, maybe there was Bathory on, but I don't really listen like this. First of all, do you, you don't do you count Venom as black metal? Well, oh, my gosh, did you just open it? Or do you want to talk about that after we're done with? You the know what? I have so many talking points about this. Let's uh, let's okay, we'll uh, wait put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll, we'll go. We'll skip on to don't burn the witch then, which is is a very important message for kids today. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't did you write this down as one of your favorites as well no i didn't write i mean even though oh, i like it but no i didn't put that as one of my favorites i guess no is it one of it, your favorites then? it is definitely one of mine <laughs> i think i also just think the intro is the best like i think it increases my blood pressure every time i hear the beginning of it i'm just like okay i'm ready for excitement uh but this is the other one that i really like to play along to um it's uh yeah that and countess bathory i just think are awesome like the guitar work is just so fantastic not that there's like terrible guitar work and everything else but like you know black mm -hmm, metal yeah. for example other than being fast isn't isn't maybe like the funnest thing in the world to play whereas mm -hmm. these just have so many parts that are really fun to play and yeah it's just it is that opening part though where i'm like yeah i'm ready to be pulverized <laughs> And then the closing, oops, yeah, sorry. And the closing song, which uh, it's not really a song, I guess, but it's an at war. It's a preview to their next album and their next, the next song from the next album, At War with Satan. And it's mostly spoken word with a bunch of, you know, scary, like screaming and more sound effects. And you can hear a, a little taste of the galloping music that starts in At War with Satan. And then some lyrics start and then it just fades away. And it's yeah, like, it's is, this, is this the first time ever a group has previewed their next album? <laughs> right. I was just like, it's the weirdest like promo. <laughs> I think well, they already had some wrote, didn't they? How War with Satan, I think, was already wrote. They just. Oh. So okay, At War with Satan was like a concept thing that Kronos had started drawing slash writing in school. And he had this kind of idea of this epic battle. And he thought, especially with the promo, um, what he wanted to do, he wanted to call it at war with Satan because he wanted to start a ton of fights amongst kids because he was like, people will think is like, some people are going to yell, 
I'm at war like against Satan. Like I'm at war with Satan. And then some people are going to be like, I'm at war, but like with Satan. So he was like, people are going to start so many fights about it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man, lyrically, it's been pretty satanic. I don't feel like anybody's going to have any questions about what side you're on. Well, yeah, it is. It's at war with Satan. It's not, I don't know what, yeah, well, whatever. Cause I remember when Motley <laughs> Crue released Shout at the Devil. <laughs> and oh, then they, yeah. were, they were getting criticized for the thing and they would say what's well, not shout with the devil is shout at the devil <laughs> <laughs> also but, <laughs> anyway so that's his guess is that is oh and also by the at war with satan we're not doing that album but i love that song i mean it's 20 minutes but of course it could really be divided into five or six shorter songs so <laughs> like most 20 minute songs can be, but I don't know if you know this, but what you just said is exactly what Kronos said to sell the band on that song. <laughs> because uh, he, I, he was a giant rush fan. So he wanted to create his own 2112. So he, mm -hmm. that at war with Satan was supposed to be his 2112. So he approaches uh, Mantis and Abaddon and he's like I have an idea for this like 20 minute epic of a song and they were like how the hell are we supposed to memorize like a 20 minute long song and that was what he said he was like well imagine if it was like five songs in a set and you just had to remember those five songs and they were like uh, okay I guess <laughs> I was listening to people on other podcasts where they said they even though they liked Venom, they didn't like At War with Satan. And I don't know how you could not like that song. Like the the song. Okay. I was like the song or the album? Because I have questions. <laughs> well, I think they said they meant the song. And well, they meant the whole album, but they also meant the song too. That it didn't I, maybe they just don't like long songs. Maybe that was their point. I don't know, but but I love that song. I don't know. Okay, so I probably wouldn't put on At War with Satan to like rock out on my way to work with the windows down um because i i like being that very much um so i probably wouldn't do it in that capacity but it's very good for like putting on in the background while you're doing something um just it's like this incredible epic song that kind of yeah like changes along with you i don't know i like it's just something i would put on the, in the background of something else not to mm -hmm. sit there and rock out to the riffs that's how I feel about it anyway. Yes. Okay. But anyway, we, I guess we weren't supposed to talk about that song anyway. Well, oh, <laughs> so anyway, we're done with the album. Now, what would you uh, rate black metal if you had to rate it out of 10? Oh, I mean, I have a huge bias, right? This is one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all time. I'm going to say like 800 out of 10. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a 10 out of 10 to be more, more reasonable. But I, I think it's such an important, fantastic album. <laughs> Well, it is important because it did kind of like it created, like I said, the term black metal, even though and when we can get to that. Wait, I better review it yeah. first before we get to that. I guess I would rate it. I would give it nine out of 10. I guess I won't give it 10 out of 10, but I would probably give their first three albums all. Well, maybe not. Actually, at War with Satan, I really only really dig at War with Satan. I'm not too fond of the other songs. <laughs> but anyway, the first two albums are both awesome, I think. And We'll find that out when we get to our top 10 Venom songs of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I give it nine out of 10. Now, have you seen Venom live before? I have never seen Venom live. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't really think they, because I actually lied to you. I'm sorry to say that now, but when we were prepping for this, I told you I'd never seen them live, but I was wrong. I forgot. <laughs> I did see them live. 
I was at a festival in Spain. Now it wasn't, of course, the original Venom. This was just three years ago. Oh, but it was, was it? But Kronos oh. was there, so I seen okay. that Venom. I'm the sorry, I didn't the names okay. of the members written down. So I did get to hear songs like black metal and Teacher's Pet and stuff. So it was awesome to at least get to hear them, even if it's only from one of the members that yeah. created it. But yeah, so that's the only time I've seen them live, and I just it I forgot about that when I asked told you. <laughs> But well, I'm surprised that you haven't seen them live. But again, they probably don't. They probably didn't come to Canada that much, right? Well, that's and, the thing, right? I don't really, I don't d- typically leave Canada very much. And I know, mm-hmm. so Venom Inc., it, uh, you're kind of more likely to see in this area. And I've always been very um, trepidatious, I guess, about seeing Venom Inc. Uh, but uh, my friend, uh, uh, my friend Sweet Pepper Klopek, who is the front man of the legendary Klopex, is very very adamant that Venom Inc. is incredible and that, you know, um, if you see them live, it'll just change your opinion completely. So, and again, I love Mantis. I think Mantis is just like a amazing, wonderful person. When I had my Venom themed birthday, um, I actually got like a video from him and he just seems like the most wonderful, kind person. Um, But uh, yeah, Pepper is very insistent. Like if you see Venom Inc. live, they are the superior Venom. So they do do Venom songs, right? Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of like, a, you know, a custody battle, right? Like, um, <laughs> if you have a song and like, one, it's like, we both made this and so we have to share it. Yes. Um, so when you have a song where it's like, you know, I wrote the lyrics and the, well, I wrote the guitar line. What do you do? So they both play them. Um, mm. I, I feel like that's just, yeah, the only thing to, I, they just couldn't both keep the name. So for, for whatever reason, Mantis decided on Venom Inc., you could have called it Venom 2. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would have liked that better. <laughs> There's something about the incorporation that I'm not here for. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this, whether they're black metal or what they or Well, you give me your thoughts on that question, okay. I guess, they asked. So uh, also, because apparently I'm just here to talk about how great Mantis is. Um, <laughs> Mantis was asked this question in an interview, you know, uh, is uh, like, did Venom start this genre of black metal and is so adamant about like yes of course we did we literally coined black metal we wrote a song called black metal we put out an album called black metal um but for him it's very much like because you know when you think of you know black metal you're gonna think of way different bands um and he's like yeah well all of that is just the process of evolution right like it's not gonna stay the same and it shouldn't um so he's got like venom had the first logo that you couldn't read it really pissed off record companies because they were like hey like we can't read your font um and he was like you know that's the kind of thing that uh all these like norwegian black metal bands just went wild with um mm-hmm. abaddon actually talked a little bit about that too and was like that stuff that looks like sticks like that started with us um but uh yeah all of those elements like even the so you, when you were talking about um their their starting stages when they were a four piece they were a five piece for like two hot seconds there um but then uh yeah when they like that that first singer um jesus christ as his stage name was um clive archer was his his like human name um clive archer uh was very into like the corpse paint and he was he was like the first one to be like we need to like share this satanic bible and you know um Mm -hmm really bring that satanic element in there 
Um, so all of those are the things that, you know, black metal has has taken. They just that has a completely different sound. Like if I was like, if someone was like, show me what black metal sounds like, I wouldn't show them Venom. Yeah. Um, but did they coin it? I'm going to agree with Mantis and Abaddon, uh, presumably Kronos. I just don't know if he's been interviewed about it and say, yeah, definitely they did. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would, even though I'm not, I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of black metal. Well, yeah, you don't even listen to Bathory. Well, that's right. But I do, I do, I, for some reason I have like every Cradle of Filth album. (laughs) I'm not really sure. I think I saw her Ghost in the Fog and I really like that video and song. And so that's when I went out and I knew they, and I thought this is probably like Venom, even though it's not. not I mean, it's similar. I mean, you know, it's similar, but it's more whatever. Uh, but yeah, but I don't listen to a lot of black metal, but yeah, I wouldn't say they're black metal, but I do agree that they created the name and they did inspire it because, you know, they were like the first ones, like I mentioned, that really wrote lyrics like about Satan in this much detail or whatever, what really offended people first yeah. and well, stuff. You can see so those elements. Like you can see all of those elements there. They're not, I mean, they, they weren't as extreme, but I mean, it's like the late seventies to the early eighties. Those elements were right there forming. Mm-hmm. And I know they, they inspired I mean, they're more or less, I don't know, speed metal, classic metal, but just more raw or whatever. So I know they inspired a lot of, well, the black metal and a lot of extreme metal and even like metal. I think Lars Ulrich is a fan. <laughs> and uh, very much so. he's a fan of everybody, I suppose. But anyway, but I know that they were inspired by it too and influenced by it also. They were and- so, so uh, that <laughs> right before the, um, oh, hold on. I've got to look at my poster. Uh, the seven date, <laughs> the seven dates of hell tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> right before that, um, they so Kronos was friends with someone in the states who kind of dealt in bootlegs and sent him this video of all these kids wearing venom shirts and uh Kronos was like these kids are wearing my shirts and ripping off all of our songs and uh like whiplash so it was metallica um and he was like man whiplash sounds exactly like witching hour and these kids are ripping <laughs> me off so he but he was like the thing to do is to like you know take them on tour with us so then yeah he took uh he took that lineup of metallica on tour and they there's pictures of it it's so funny they all look like they're 11 like it's just like <laughs> all these ridiculous kids just uh creating chaos man writing metal together well i, I actually i have the bark set of ride the lightning and it came in with a venom poster inside the thing. oh that's incredible <laughs> I mean, Venom and I don't I'd have to look exactly what it, but I think Venom and Metallica are on the same bill. So maybe it's even that tour. I'm not really sure. I'd have to go look, but I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> um, I will say when, so on mine, I have uh, a giant uh, Seven Dates of Hell poster, like above my record player. I have Venom posters everywhere in this house, um, <laughs> but uh, it says uh, with special guest Metallica and it's got the kill them all right below it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and we mentioned YouTube before, and you have a video on our YouTube channel of twenty interesting facts about Venom, or is what? Was, sorry, what's the title of it again? 
Uh, it's uh, 20 facts that you probably didn't know about. I think that's how it was. I remember it was going to be like the top 10 facts. And then uh, when, because I, you know, um, when I sort of came on board, I had so many ideas of things I want. I, I still have a lot of ideas. And when uh, I found out you were also a Venom fan and you were like, hey, would you want to do this one first? And I was like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, very quickly it went to 20 facts. And, you know, there were actually some that I had to cut because I'm like, I don't want it to be like 22. Um, so I had to go down. And and one of the facts I cut out was on um, them talking about creating black metal and uh, being interviewed about whether or not they started the genre. So that was kind of neat to be able to sort of bring that back here. And I haven't watched the video yet because I didn't want to watch it just because I thought in case you bring some of them up, I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we want people to go check out our YouTube channel at the Metal Pit 666 and you can see <laughs> Stacia's video about Venom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, interestingly, I didn't uh, I didn't step on my own toes too much. I don't think like not too much about um, I don't think I brought oh, in uh, maybe two facts from those 20 were in here. Okay, that'll make people need to go watch it, or yes, watch it and listen to it. Perfect. So we're going to finish this off with our, I said we got to pick our top 10 Venom songs of all time. And I guess I will go first, I guess. Excellent. And you can react to mine if you want to. Oh, I will. I won't be able to help it. <laughs> <laughs> so my, now, as we probably discussed, now they have 15 studio albums, but I can't really say listen to much after their fourth one <laughs> i do i would buy i have a few of their new vinyls but i would listen to it a couple of times but you know i'd always go back to welcome to hell or black metal or i war with satan or whatever so my list is really heavy on the first two albums Excellent. but anyway song number 10 i have possessed is this probably... in any particular order is it yeah, like a... yeah i'm going 10 to 1 so okay one excellent Okay. <laughs> okay perfect <laughs> so i'm counting down to my I love it. venom song of all time which all right. maybe you from us talking earlier i'm not sure but <laughs> so yeah <laughs> 10 is possessed and nine is the only song that isn't from the first four albums and that's long-haired punks oh which, that's a great song <laughs> which isn't from the last album it's, i think it's from the second last album but unfortunately i didn't write down the title of the album but oh, that's anyway, that's yeah, I like song, that song. <laughs> Number eight, I have Sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, some of these songs are hard. You know, tomorrow I can make the list up and they might be in a different order. Yeah, but, I had the same <laughs> thought when I did mine. <laughs> so number seven, I got Heavens on Fire. Excellent. Number six, I have Poison. Oh, so good. <laughs> number five, I have Black Metal. Yep. Number four, I have Welcome to Hell. <laughs> And number three, I have Live Like an Angel, which is also from Welcome to Hell. Oh, see, to me, that song sounds more like a Motorhead song than any of their. I don't know what it is about yeah. that riff. Yeah. Yes. And my top two. So number two is off of this album. What do you. Okay, my number one isn't on this album, but my number two is from this album. Do you have a guess which one it is? Oh, uh, Buried Alive. I don't have that on there. I don't know why. <laughs> I do love that song, but no, <laughs> I put teachers. I put teachers pet as my number two because it's such a fun song. It is such a fun one, and it's every boy's dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and my number one song is "I War with Satan." 
Oh, even though I need excellent. I need 20 minutes to be able to listen to it. So like it takes me five minutes to get to work. So I'd have to drive back and forth to work four times. <laughs> you need to fill uh, it in with some errands. If I have 20 minutes, it's my favorite Venom song. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> so let's hear your 10. All right. Wow. And you know, it's interesting. We, we've got a couple, uh, like a little bit of crossover, but not as much as I expected. So that's really exciting. <laughs> Okay, so it was funny because at first I was just like, okay, I've got 10, but then I was like, I should try to order them. So I'm glad you did the same thing. Okay. Okay. So at number 10 from Black Metal, I've got Countess Bathory. Mm -hmm. At number nine from At War with Satan, Rip Ride. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great track. It's super fun. Yeah, that's probably the only other one on that album that I like. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I like At War with Satan, but I'm gonna admit to you that in my top ten list, that is the only one from At War with Satan. I I like it, but like that is the one that like it just that that's your drive to work song right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, coming in at number eight from Welcome to Hell is Schizo. Such a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, Black Metal. Number six, Heavens on Fire. So we got a couple from uh, Black Metal in a row there. Mm-hmm. Um, so number five from Possessed is uh, Power Drive. I think that song is awesome. Oh, okay. I think it's a strong opener. Um, yes. And an, uh, another fun, yeah, like fast drive to work song. Um, <laughs> so uh, number four, this was on their Die Hard single, um, which came out in 1983, Bursting Out. Mm-hmm. that is it, to me it like in the same kind of vein as rip ride it's just like a fun like you know dumb devil horns rock and roll fast awesome song and it- number th- oh no go ahead i was gonna say uh yeah that was it was acid queen and bursting out that was on that single but yeah bursting out really stood out to me i think i have that single on vinyl actually i think that was because oh, yeah. i was looking through what i got and i think i have the bursting out single it's such a great one and nobody ever really talks about it but i'm like oh it kicks so much ass (laughs) all right so we're into the top three so um from black metal because of that face melting i'm ready for metal uh opener don't burn the witch Mm -hmm. uh number two from welcome to hell the song that i show everybody to convince them that venom is the best band in the world in league with satan that's the one that I'm like, listen to this and tell me you don't like it. If you say you don't like it, you're a liar. <laughs> and then my number one song, um, if I haven't hinted at it enough, is Bloodlust. <laughs> That's, yeah, we do have a bunch of different songs there. but Yeah, I thought that was neat. Not too much uh, overlap. <laughs> That's good. Now, how would, uh, so it would Black Metal be your favorite Venom album? Oh, yeah. right. So... I, that's funny because I, I sort of had the same thought um, where I was like, I, I don't know that it is, but uh, like if the math checks out that in my top <laughs> 10, because I was like, man, it might be welcome to hell. But I was like, you know what? That like studies have shown that is a lie. My top 10 has more black metal on it. <laughs> it's hard, right? Because that like welcome to hell and uh, black metal were 
was sort of written around the same time. So sometimes mm-hmm. I think just because of the way they melt in inside my brain, I, I forgive myself for that because a lot of those songs, yeah, they, they were written together, they were recorded together. Um, so Welcome to Hell, that was recorded in three days, but Black Metal was actually recorded in six days. It, it was just so easy because they'd already had so many of those songs you know already together so to me it's it's just linear enough and it felt like such a good continuation that uh, I think the lines have blurred a little but I think I mean depending on the year that you asked me um, I, I would have to say yeah probably like if you asked me like three years ago I'd have been like no Welcome to Hell is the superior one um, <laughs> but yeah most of my favorites are from uh, Black Metal so that <laughs> guess it's Black Metal yeah I, it, they're both they're really close for me I think like I don't even know if I could say which one I like better. I'd probably give them both nines. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they lose a point for you? Well, I don't know. Just, I just, they're just not, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it should be a 10. Maybe I better sleep on it. <laughs> no, wait, maybe it's uh, leave me in hell and <laughs> to hell and back. <laughs> well, I like hell. I like, I like the hell song. I don't know if there's ever been a song with the word hell in the title. I didn't like even from oh, that's other fair. groups. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yes so anyway that was a good chat about this album and i guess we should say goodbye then so well, thank, thank you, you so for joining for me, me. And yeah thank- yes and we look forward to you being on some more podcasts and i know you got some great ideas for ones on your own or with well, your maybe friends you and, maybe you and i can do a cradle of filth one because i don't have anybody else to talk to about cradle of filth <laughs> we probably could actually well oh, that... maybe uh before we go i guess quick question uh do you have you heard cradle of filth's cover of black metal i'm sure i have let me see what was it <laughs> what was because <laughs> i know i heard how be the name i'm i'm sure i have but it's been a while since i've probably on, listened to it it's on that same um that same cd i want to say it's uh cruelty and the beast it's the second disc. So like one of them is kind of red and one of them is blue and it's the red one with like five songs on it. Okay. So when, cause when I was into Venom, of course I bought vinyl, but in the cradle of filth days, I was buying CDs and I never listened to CDs anymore, but I still have <laughs> my 700 CDs here. <laughs> well, you got to listen to it on CD. It's not on Spotify actually. Oh, isn't it? Oh, okay. No, no. So if you, uh, you got to bust that CD on and I'm, I'm almost positive it's cruelty and the beast. Uh, okay, but well, I know I have that one, so I'll have to check it out. I know I have, but of course I heard black metal originally, of course, but yeah, yeah. First, <laughs> I guess so. My, it might not have affected me like it did you, of course, and it's, it introduced you to Venom. But uh, yeah, I yeah, do so remember be the name for, for sure. And yeah, so but yeah, sure, we can probably do a Cradle of Filth album, and I'm sure nobody will join us, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think people like Cradle of Filth; they just don't know them well enough. Yeah, it's another thing where I'm like, oh, but I have so much to say. <laughs> okay, so I'll say we'll say goodbye and I'll thank you, Stacia, and we'll have another podcast very soon. Thanks everybody for listening. Goodbye. Uh...